once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true, and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood, and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Welcome to Beyond Storybrooke. I'm Trina. And I'm Addie. And we're here to discuss the season finale of Once Upon a Time called Operation Mongoose, which aired May 10th, 2015. And Beyond Storybrooke is brought to you by GoldenSpiralMedia.com. Oh, Addie, what an episode. This by far of all the season finales I've seen so far, and even in Once Upon a Time history, this is by far one of my favorites. I totally agree. So let's jump right in into why we think it's the number (laughs) one season finale. But first, the recap. Yes. All right, real quick. Here we go. Isaac finishes his book, and up is down, and down is up. Henry becomes the author and sets things right. The Dark One is released to help save Rumpel, but needs to be tethered to a soul. Hugh and the Savior to save the day. Emma becomes the Dark One. I like these short ones. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, late in the game, I'm, tr- I'm realizing that it should be this short. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the ratings. Okay, first rating is from Justina, who gave it a 10 out of 10 broken magical quills. And Chris gave it a 10 out of 10 bar mitzvahs. And Faith gives it a 10 out of 10 flasks of goat milk. And I give it a 9 out of 10 wimpy hooks. <laughs> a 9? Just kidding. <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 10 Emma Swan daggers. Yeah, it looks like I'm the only one that yeah. doesn't give it a top max 10. But it's okay. We'll get into that more later. All right. So this, I thought the acting in this episode was awesome because the big part is everybody's playing a role that we're not used to seeing. So they're opposite their normal character. Yeah, it was kind of weird to see certain characters like uh, off the bat who I really, really enjoyed watching was uh, Regina playing uh, kind of the innocent, kind of replacing Snow. She took Snow's attitude, Snow's uh, point of views. She was just softer, innocent, and she had a sense of wittiness to her that I loved. But before we dive into every character in the new Heroes and Villains book. Yeah. Let's start with the person who created that book, Mr. Isaac. All right. So Isaac, we get a glimpse of his past and where he was. I think the time frame was, what, the 50s? Mm -hmm. And he's selling televisions and not doing a very good job. You know, the boss intervenes and says, hey, I thought you were a writer. And we kind of see why he's the way he is. Well, he's miserable because he, his passion is writing. But he can't make a living uh, currently off of writing because he's not known. So he thought, like I think, like everybody, you want to start somewhere, but you need to you need to pay for the bills and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're going to p- take on a job that helps you pay that, and that was sales, being a salesman for TV. And he feels he feels so miserable because he really doesn't. He's not in his heart to be selling and try to kiss people's butts and say like this is why you should buy this and here's an extra remote so it's it's very commercialized and he that's not his style his style is to be an artistic writer and as you can see in that episode he's at the very place where he's being employed but at the same time he's getting mail sent to him there <laughs> to regarding his writing skills so 
this is where we see that whole, like every villain, every villain has that one person they hold a grudge against (laughs) and they hold this sense of like, I will get revenge upon you or what you've done to me. And that was his boss and people that put him on this path of of being (laughs) miserable. Like, you know, you're not going to be a a writer, a good writer, but. Yeah, I think the key thing that his boss said was, you don't write stories people want to hear. Yeah. And, and he's he, like, that oh, yeah, I'll show him. you. Yeah, that stood with him. You hear him repeat that when he's all of a sudden he's famous, right, for writing heroes and villains book. And he's like, well, someone once told me like that has always stayed with him. Hence why we even saw that that scene, because he holds a grudge against that guy. Or people like him, as yeah. we see later on in, in Storybrooke. He says, people like you who kind of put me down and have this bravado. I was like, uh. I mean, yeah, okay, I could see that, but I wouldn't put all the blame on that. I don't know. It was kind of funny. I was like, oh, he had held this grudge. And I guess that is a villain thing. Yeah. To hold this grudge. There's this one moment in their life that just sticks with them. And thanks to that one moment, it people have to pay, pe- innocent people have to pay the price. And that's when, like, um, who was, it was the Charmings, they said, you know, we just have to ask you, why did you do this? And it was that. It was just just that that one simple thing, one moment. (laughs) Oh, I kind of think too, was he really a villain though? Would you describe him as a villain? Yeah, he wanted to write stories that kind of was dramatic. And don't get me wrong, I I don't like, I don't like his character. (laughs) So I don't root for him. I think he's a villain in the, in the aspect that he messed with people's lives. He created the life that wasn't their fate, that wasn't their own to live he wanted to have their life written out for his entertainment. Oh, okay. So you're hurting people that way. And, and I think that in itself, when you hurt people intentionally out of for your own entertainment and for your own self-worth, I think that you're a villain. Ah, good point. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, he did mess with a lot of people's lives just for himself. Yeah. So I th- I go back into when... He faces the apprentice and he he tells him, pick one. Husband, okay. pick a pick a pen, any pen. It's a test. And my thing was, well, you didn't originally choose the quill. You were about to pick something else. <laughs> so maybe that could have been a red flag. I don't think you're the real author or should be, you know? I don't know, just a little thing. I was like, well, that wasn't the first choice he had. He was kind of going for something else. And he said, nah, I'll pick that one. It's what you pick in the end that matters. I guess. So I think... That moment, I was like, they picked the wrong guy. Uh, I was thinking that when you choose the right person, you know that they don't, they won't have the temptation to ruin things. Like later, we do see that Hen- Henry gets picked, and what we see from Henry is totally different. It, it's a very honorable soul that takes that that position as author. But when it comes to Isaac, I think his desires alone for fame would kind of put a red flag on he's not the right author because the author doesn't write stories. The author just records. So that's why I think the the title author is a little funny when it comes to Storybrooke and Once Upon a Time. The author does not write the story. They just record. So it's it's kind of, yeah, the recorder. Kind of yeah, like in court. Yeah. In court, you have that lady who's always typing or the guy, <laughs> usually a lady. They're always just, they're just recording. They're not there to say, make up their own stories yeah. of like the defendant is, it starts this whole crazy story. Right. 
he's just a recorder. He's not an author. So I, I, I thought that was funny. Like, why would you pick a guy who desires fame as an author be picked as the author of this book to just record? That, I, I think, in itself was like, you, you made a bad choice there from the beginning. Yeah, and I kind of think maybe they didn't know. They didn't know that that's what he was after. Whatever fate they had or of how they picked this author, they kind of, it's a calling, it seems like. And then it was up to him to pick the right pen. And if he did pick the quill and when they opened, when the apprentice opened the door and he saw what was inside, you know, that kind of was a sign. Well, if, the fact that you could see this means you believe in magic means you could, you could be a good author. I don't think they maybe realized that until after the fact. I'm not sure. Yeah. These are the little things that contributed to my rating. And, mm-hmm. and I did, as you know, Trina, I was going to rate this a seven out of 10. But then... I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think peer pressure got to you. We all have a 10 here. And here you go in with a seven. <laughs> well, you know, I, I put it, I gave it some more thought after that rating. And I thought, okay, you know what? It deserves a nine. For me, not a 10 out of 10. But there's these little things that I think contribute to the whole oh, yeah. rating, which you'll hear more about it. But the story alone, that that was my whole beef with, with the author. So him wanting to have his own happy ending, which is having the fame, is what brings him to go back to Rumple and say, let's do this together. Let's both be happy because we've both got the bad end of the stick. That's how he relates to Rumple on that level. Like you've always been handed the wrong things, which is kind of funny because he's the one that wrote Rumple's story too. Don't you think? Again, we talk about time frame. Like, when was he trapped and when was the recording or the story stopped? Oh, I see. So, you, you know think I mean? like maybe Rumple was already Rumple? Like, that whole Yeah. Like, when did he him? become Rumple? Yeah. Again, the time frame thing. Maybe I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know when he became Rumple. So, I don't know if he was Rumple when he became the author or when he was trapped. But then again, Maleficent was already there. So, maybe he was. Maybe he, he did all that. Okay. So now that we're talking about time frame a little bit, you notice that he they pick an author and it looks like they're in the 50s in our world. Mm-hmm. But then you go into the Enchanted Forest and it it takes you way back, it seems. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's, it's the thing of different realms, different times. It's different realms. Yeah. Because, you know, Isaac was saying all along, like, this is not my happy. I don't want to be in the Enchanted Forest. I want to be here. Right. I like plumbing. I want, you it's know, like, I don't know money. About, yeah, he kind of he kind of makes fun of them in a way like, you know, you guys are merry in this type of field, but pretty much saying, I want the real world and I want fame in the real world. That's what he Yeah, pretty that's much what said. he like, wanted. Yeah. This is not my happy. He's like, I don't want to be back there. I don't. He's like, I enjoy indoor plumbing and big penthouses and money. And you you kind of see that attitude when he gets trapped back into oh, the yeah. book with Henry. That was classic. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he did mention he he's no longer the author. Because the one cardinal cardinal rule about being an author is you can't write your own happy ending, which he did. Right. So we know, well, we find out later. That That's why he can't be the author. He can't change anything. Yeah, and at that point, they don't know who the real, who the new author is, the chosen one, mm-hmm. which we later find out. All right. So, you know, Henry is all alone and he finds Isaac on his book tour or what have you and threatens to threatens to lock him back up but instead he gets the heroes and villain book and he puts them back into the enchanted forest he opens the door and he's back there so he can help set things right 
before we really deep dive into Henry's story, the one thing that caught my attention was who was that lady that he goes to, he's trying to find his family and then he goes into town. Oh yeah. And he's driving, you know, we see Henry, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he goes into this, like, what is it? A diner. Yeah. And pretty much says, have you seen these people? But then the lady herself is very suspicious and, I felt like a sense of villain coming from her. Like she's with the bad side. And that's when he just kind of like, uh, maybe that was a bad idea. Let me just leave. Yeah. I kind of got the same thing. Like she went to, she goes to make a phone call. We don't hear much of it. Mm -hmm. And from the little bit you hear is like, yeah, this kid, look, he's alone. You can't hear anything. No. But I got the same feeling. I was like, who is this? Wouldn't you be more, uh, instead of suspicious? Because a kid here is looking for his family, be more sympathetic. Like, yeah, oh, worried. You lost your... let me help yeah. you. But and there was a the sense case. of like, you know, she's calling the bad guys against me. Let me leave. And I don't think it was the authorities. I think it was, I don't know. Like Isaac, maybe? I don't know. But who could she be? Right, right. I, I don't know. It's, if, if I felt like she already knew who he was. And mm-hmm. they were just waiting until that moment happened that he would walk in. So I, that was one thing that... um kind of like put up another red flag. Like, who is that? Like, I feel yeah, like there, there, was, there was more to her. Maybe yeah. I'm reading too far into it. But yeah, anyways. All right. So well, as we're talking about Henry now, he's in the Enchanted Forest, which has he ever been in the Enchanted Forest? No, this is his first time. Yeah. Which so. is exciting because he's he's always been attracted to that world mm-hmm. and how his parents came to be, you know, where everybody else comes from. He finally gets a taste of their own living there. I like that Henry has a role in this episode. This was all, not all, I don't want to say all Henry, but it was a lot revolving around Henry and we don't really see much of him. And now he plays a pivotal role in trying to get everything, you know, set right. Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of this whole season finale that we finally see, uh, you know, we've always been told Emma is the savior, right? But I've always felt that Henry has a key because he's if you would if you didn't have Henry, you wouldn't who you wouldn't have Emma who she is today. I think because of Henry and his book, he's inspired to open this whole new world to Emma to to help her believe that this is where you come from, this is family, this is us. He he's kind of the glue to everybody, even though everybody has their own differences. You have Henry who brings everybody together. And I've always felt there's more to this kid, but they always keep him on the back burner. And finally, he's here front and center. He He's the one who makes everything happen. So yep. in the end, to me, um, and we'll get into this later, but I'll say he's he himself is a savior, I think. Absolutely. I mean, he's the one who pretty much saved the day and put everything back to the way it was. With an honest heart. There's no... There's no sense of temptation. I mean, he brings it up at one point, says, you know, it is kind of tempting, you know, to write something. And I think it's because, you know, how powerful it feels to hold that tool. Mm -hmm. But he has a true heart when it comes to everybody. He he understands villains, but he has nothing against them either. Oh, yeah, I agree. That's why that's why I think this time they really did pick the right author. Yeah. And we all kind of called it, knew it, said it. (laughs) Sarita told me at work. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. And this was way before. the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, way before anything happened. She had this theory. And and I thought the same thing. There's got to be something special with this kid. Product of true love. Savior. I mean, not product of true love, but Emma's a product of true love. She's the savior. You got to be something special if you're that person's kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. 
And so we get a flip side here, a lot of little, a lot of flips. So he's trying to convince Regina, yeah. right? Right. Stop kind of, calling me that. Stop calling me mom. <laughs> and told her, told him the whole story. This book, you know, this is the wrong book, and you got to find your true love. I think Henry is the hero here too. He's he's the one trying to get everybody set everything right. He talks to Regina, calls her mom. She's like, "Stop calling me that." <laughs> Tells her, tells her, you need to find your true love, Robin Hood. She's like, what? There's no true love for me here. So, you know, diving into Regina, again, she's kind of that gray character. We don't really, you know, it, on the other side, yeah, she was a villain. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have a happy ending. And here in this book, she's the hero, kind of on the run, like Snow was in the true story. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have a happy ending either. And she doesn't believe in her happy ending. No, and this was brought up when you see Henry going to um, kind of like a book signing at Isaac's you know, <laughs> yeah. thing. And the lady brings it up. You know, I feel so sad for Regina. When are you going to write her a happy ending? And she brings up something about the trilogy. So I'm thinking there's a clue there somewhere uh, that the that the show's trying to give us. But maybe I'm reading into it, which I won't elaborate here. But um, he says, you know... I think the episode before this, he mentioned, you were always my favorite character to write for. And I think he has like this uh, enjoyment and this entertainment to write her as the character who hasn't got everything yet. But everybody roots for. Yes. You notice that? Yes. Even I root for her outside of here. So I think that's more for us as the reader on the outside to connect with that character, which is if you're a good author, you're always going to find that one character that you always have your heart in for. So I think... As much as yeah, it's per it, it sucks a lot that Hen, um, Regina doesn't get her happy ending. It's kind of in the author's best benefit to keep her that way. But then we see here, like wow, she's she is the great character. She's not a villain. She's not a hero. She's just on the run trying to figure out her life. Yeah, she's like Snow. So mm-hmm. we find out she's kind of like Snow in in Once Upon a Time. She's on the run from the evil queen yeah. because she killed her, what, her true love. Yeah. And because she was a kid, I didn't know better. It was the same excuse. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although we didn't really dive, they didn't really dive into how James no, was killed, but didn't. we know that she killed Snow White's true love. So that's why she's on the run from Snow White. And that's why she's trying to get out of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Henry's there saying, no, you have to find Robin Hood. Everything will be right when you find Robin Hood. We see when she meets Robin, we, she hasn't met Robin Hood yet at all. She just heard of him. No. And that's, his, that's her competition. Yeah. That's like the, there's that tension there. Like, I'm going to punch him when I see him because that's the competition. But when they do meet, she does have that little flicker. But at the same token, we see Zelina come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your sister, which she doesn't know. So the goal is for Regina to stop this wedding. Well, first it it was it took her time to believe in in the whole fact that she her true love was Robin and yet again you have <laughs> her go into this um pub and she finally meets Robin and she all over again falls in love with him at loves at love at first sight type of thing and i think it's because it's a seed already planted from Henry, Henry yeah she kind of said you know wow yeah Me. this is the guy cuz mm. she just kind of got Uh, captured by his eyes by his look and he's so charming yet again but he's getting married (laughs) so she gets mad like yeah look kid he's already getting married boohoo this is not for me 
But then you have that epic moment when she's at the wedding and it takes time for her to realize, you know what? Yeah, this is my happy ending. Like I want to be in love. I deserve to be in love. And instead of stopping the wedding, she goes to save Henry. And I like that because she doesn't know if he's really telling the truth. This is my son, but she didn't want to let him die. Yeah. So, you know, she goes to save him. And as they're coming out of the wedding chapel, I mean, the wedding's already done. (laughs) You have Robin saying, oh, my gosh. And then we see true Zelina. Oh, my God, there's blood on my dress. He's like, there's somebody hurt here. (laughs) And she's, you know, starting to turn green and runs away. Yeah. And I'm wondering, does she? She can't know, right? She doesn't know that she's been rewritten. Because Rumple does, yeah. Because Rumple didn't know. No, yeah. I don't think none. None of them know their past story. Right. They've just been given a whole new life. Yeah. Which hence why Regina did not recognize who Henry but was. True. But I think that moment when she jumps in the way to save Henry, she's not in the gray anymore. In in that no. time frame of the story, she's now a hero mm-hmm. because she was willing to die and put herself in front of danger for Henry, mm-hmm. who again. She she kind of grew to enjoy who he was and like who he was, who has kept his word saying like this, you, you're meant to be with this guy. Let me go find my mom. She find he finds his mom. It just ripple effect to make her believe, you know what? I may not know and trust this guy or kid, but I'm willing to put my life on the line. So I think that alone was a hero. Yeah, so cause she wasn't written like Rumple. He was this the ogre, <laughs> the ogre slayer, Mr. Light, they called him the light one instead of the dark one. And he saved, he, you know, he saved Henry, which was awesome because yeah. that, that let him go do, do what he needed to do. Right. And Isaac forgot about that part. He's like, oh man, he thought he was done for. Yeah. So every, I thought that every, was funny. Every time I saw Rumpel in the, the light one, I, I'm like, this guy, look <laughs> at this guy. <laughs> well, he did get his happy ending in that storyline. You know, everybody loved him and, Adored him and he had Belle on his side. But um, Isaac pays him a visit and tells him, you know, your happy ending here is going to be ruined by this boy. I want you to kill this boy and stop it. So, you know, you see him kind of, and he even talks to Belle, you see him kind of tortured. Hmm, I'm a hero. Do I go kill this boy? And he says... You know, he doesn't flat out say, you know, it's going to ruin our happy ending, but he sees that the happy end, his happiness is at risk. Right. And so he doesn't want do that because do? he loves the sense of happiness. And it took him time to realize like, no, this is my life. I am happy. But then that's when Isaac said, no, you were a coward. Remember, you did this to your own son. He pretty much brought him back to like, hey, you're not who you really are. I made this you this you. way. Yeah. And if you don't want this to go away, do what I say or else consequences are to be made mm-hmm. or, or, or coming your way. So, yeah, the light one had trouble <laughs> dealing with, you know what, I'm this, but then I have to deal with this. And it was it was a huge struggle for him to deal with. And he was willing to kill for his yeah. happiness, which I Absolutely. think you just become a villain again. It goes again to the whole thing. Like if something's at stake, your happiness, whether you're a hero or not, you're going to do whatever it takes to keep that happiness. Yeah. And in this, in this storyline, it was him tr- killing Henry. Yeah. He didn't want to. He didn't, he didn't he want to, to, but he had to so that he can keep his happy ending. 
Yeah. But Q and let's talk about Emma <laughs> because you know she's a big part to the to the the end there when she's trying to fight off Rumple. So Henry finds Hook. <laughs> now Hook, poor Hook. He's Did so wimpy. <laughs> Actually, I enjoyed again. This is one of those things that you enjoy seeing them play different characters because. Yeah. They've we've always known them to be one way, except with like Regina, you've seen a big change with her. Mm-hmm. But you have Hook, who's always been, you know, the the macho man. I'm the captain, the charming guy, the, and you know, you know, a little rum and a little self confidence will fix whatever you're going through. <laughs> and here he is. He he. <laughs> <laughs> you see him, you know, quickly when. What's his name? Um, Blackbeard. Yeah, jumps on the ship and kind of bad talks him and says, "Kid, is he calling him a, himself a captain?" Ha <laughs> ha. And he just kind of goes to the background yeah, and tries like, to hide okay, away. Let me clean. Yeah, you're right. I need to clean. Yeah, and then All you cowardly. see that one that one uh, scene where the evil queen, aka Snow, is there threatening Emma, Emma. and Henry. You just see him, the way he's holding the, the, <laughs> the dagger, the dagger the, or the, the sword, sword in the background. Yeah, the sword. And he's kind of like, it's all floppy. He has no control over no it. No strength to hold it. It's all. <laughs> but even though he's written as a wimpy guy, he turns out to be kind of a hero when he tries to fight them off. Yeah. And he's willing to stay there and fight. Well, uh, Emma and Henry take off. And we see him get killed. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like that. I didn't like that. You didn't like him <laughs> no, dying? No, I don't want him to die. It's interesting. He was willing to die. Whereas I think in the other worlds, in Storybrooke and even in Peter Pan story, he's never been the guy to say, I'm willing to sacrifice my being for others. And I think that was like heroic to see him. Yeah. And at that level, like, I'm wimpy, but I'm willing to stick around yeah. and let you guys go free. He dies, and I think again, you see another hero born. Right, it's it was a, it's Regina. The, it's him. Yeah, I really like that, and it, it was really touching because that also plays a, a pivotal moment for Emma mm-hmm. to realize I should have always told this guy that I love him. Right. So, yeah, I, again, another character who was a villain turned his way, kind of like Regina, and he doesn't get the full hero character written in this book, but he has the part of a hero in trying to save Emma. But I thought it was funny too because, you know, uh Faith wrote facts of goat milk in, in his flask was not rum. It was goat milk. <laughs> was it goat milk? I didn't it was catch goat that. Milk. Yeah, because remember when Emma took a swig, she's like, oh, what is this? He's like, it's goat milk. What happened to the rum? I'm allergic to rum. So they, he, they write them all wimpy, but yeah. it was funny. It was so funny. I like seeing him the opposite too. Eventually, Henry knocks out Blackbeard for him so that yeah. he, so Hook can take the ship, who he says he doesn't want to sail. Henry's like, well, I had a good teacher, so let's do it. And it was, it was Hook. Yeah. So they go and he finds Emma. This is pretty cool about the story, but I got questions. Mm-hmm. Emma remembers everything. Yeah. She's just trapped in there as the crazy lady in this kind fortress. Kind of Rapunzel-like, right? Kind of Rapunzel-like, but trapped in a fortress. I thought it was cool that she remembered and when she saw Henry, she's like, Henry, he's like, you remember me. And my question is, well, how come the author couldn't really write? And I think you and I had talked about this. How come the author couldn't rewrite her story or write her out of the story? Remember, we had this discussion. Yeah. Like, and she remembered everything. 
Instead, he wrote her to just be trapped in a fortress ne- for nobody to be sa- nobody to come and save her. It's as as you said, it's kind of those things like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Because if if you write and this kind of questions the whole being of um, snow and charming or evil charming, whatever is going on there. But Emma is the product of those two. Mm -hmm. Right. So they were able to be written a certain way. Uh, Something was mentioned along the lines that the author says there was no room for a savior in my story this time. But you still have to deal with how did you end up writing or how did Emma end up in Enchanted Forest when, yes, she was born in the Enchanted Forest, but she she came at an early stage of the story. I don't know. It's confusing. As you can see, yeah, she like, came at an early stage, uh-huh. um, but they, you know, put her in that portal so that she can come into our world, right? And be saved. But then, how how does Snow? Okay, so you have Snow, evil Snow, and then David, evil evil David. They exist. How do they not know that that's their daughter? Because they just see her as the weird one who has these. Um, who's claiming to be the savior that I'm your, you know, kid or what? I know you. more about you than you know. Mm-hmm. So they locked her up as kind of like a, if it was in a Salem or an institute. Yeah, like she was crazy talk. Yeah, you need to be kept away because you're going to disturb and hurt other people with your craziness. Why didn't they see that? See her as the daughter. You know what? I I remembered something. I remember Isaac saying that the story starts now. He can't change the past or rewrite the past. What's done is done, but he can change the way the characters are now. So that's why, that's probably why you couldn't write Emma out because she was already born. You can't change that. You can't change their history. The way he did it was he changed the way the characters are now and flipped it. So that's why she was born. Ah, that's probably, I answered my own question, I think. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that makes sense why also he wasn't able to write, um, uh, Bellfire back into the picture, but right. was able to change the memory mm-hmm. of of Rumple to say you're always yeah. a savior to him. You weren't a coward anymore. Right. So maybe um, coming to Charming and Snow, he was able to erase that memory of having Emma as a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we answered our own question. <laughs> yes, we did. I wonder if anybody else wondered that. But why know. would... Nah, no, nah, I think I'm kind of digging, digging in too deep now. Like, why would you even put her into in, in, in the enchanted forest? I guess if keep her away, right? Yeah, keep, keep I guess her keep her away. Henry. Yeah, keep her away from Henry because then, then they would be able to solve. But then that's giving her a sense of happiness too. And maybe that's, that's what he didn't want. Yeah, I guess to lock her away in a world that she had no power would be the best happy ending for him and everybody else, so that yeah. she can't save the day. Interesting. Okay, I get it now. (laughs) Well, let's go into Snow and Charming. You see evil Snow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You see them together, but they're not happy. No. Because Snow is controlling Charming with his heart. He's like uh, Isaac said, he's just a poor imitation of James, which is Snow White's true love who died Mm -hmm. at, we think, Regina's hand. Right. So they don't get their happy ending. They're evil. But I don't think Charming's really... Yes, he's a villain. He's on the villain's side, but he's just being controlled. He doesn't know any better. I think he was kind of shocked and surprised when Isaac said all that. Like, what did you say? Yeah, like, that what? is why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> that that look, right? And yeah. let's just talk about Snow and her hair for a minute. 
I kind of had hair envy there. I was like, hey, man, your hair looks really cool. <laughs> I think no matter how evil you try to make, uh, her name's Jennifer, right? Jennifer Goodwin, yeah. Yeah, no matter how you how hard you try to make Jennifer look evil, she just has this sense of, of like an innocent peaceful, face, innocent yeah. and cutesy, like, I'm look. trying to look mad, but I'm not mad. <laughs> well, I thought she did a very good job, though. Yeah, I, like I said, did. everybody did a good job, and I thought she did good, and she really passed off playing that evil villain. It's kind of the innocent one, well, okay, be done, and then just let me rip out your heart. I mean, she she had Regina's heart in her hand. It was charming who stopped her yeah. and said, wait, don't you want to know where the boy is? Yeah. So at that moment, she probably could have, she was Regina. ready She was ready to kill her. And yeah. she's like, oh, well, you do have a brain. You can see, you know, there, <laughs> there is no love there between the two of them. Yeah. And then you see, let's talk about uh, Charming, his eyeliner. Yeah, the guy liner. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's, you know, I thought it looked good. <laughs> it, it looks like Hook and uh, Charming yeah, share guy liner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you see that one moment that you do see uh, Charming a little evil where he's like, you know, uh, I, I think they failed to do something. The... Uh, uh, grumpy, grumpy failed to do something. He's oh like, yeah, well, this one didn't do their job. Yeah. You know, I thought they could finish it, but um, yeah, you see a little sense of like evilness. But again, I think you're right, as that he's in the control of the evil one. Right. So I like the scene when they come face to face with Emma, and Emma's trying to convince them. Oh, you know, um, I'm your daughter, and for a split moment, you see Emma or Snow say, you know what. You're right. But it flips. She's like, you gave me hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me come after you. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. And I think uh, Regina even said it too, now that I bring up the word hope. She says, you know, you gave me the the worst thing you can give anybody. And that's hope. Yeah. And because she was let down when she saw Robin Hood and Zelina again. So, Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a strong line that I think has resonated throughout this whole storyline from yeah. the beginning is... The villains don't like the sense of hope and people just in general, you give them false hope. That just makes them sad. Big letdown. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge letdown. So hope is a very, hope and love are very touchy subjects. Absolutely. All right. Let me, Lily. I like that Lily is with the Charmings and it's so ironic because she, they're the ones who in the other story, you know, shipped her away somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Made her go to another world, but she's she's like one of their minions. Like, hey, there they are. She was the one guarding Emma. She turns into a dragon she when tur- she wants to, mm-hmm. and she uses her power to try to uh, capture them. Um, but that brings up the question: Where was Maleficent? Uh, no, nowhere to be found in this episode at all. Even in back in Storybrooke, there was no Maleficent anywhere. This is one another thing that contributed to my rating. Like, you have a, a very strong character. In Storybrooke. And then when you go into the Enchanted Forest, she's nowhere to even be seen. And no written story. And I was kind of looking forward to how would they write her right. into the into the She's the villain. Ones. You want to know how, what Nothing. kind of good does she, or hero does she turn into in the Enchanted Forest? Yeah. And you don't see anything. Nothing. Yeah. That, that was funny. That uh, was a letdown. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown. I still give it a 10 though. But yeah, because <laughs> all through the episode, I was like, where is Maleficent? Because yeah. when I see Lily, I'm like, where's Maleficent? So that was funny. So, um, well, in the end, as you know, we see that Henry is the author. He saves the day. He puts everything back to normal. Uh, so in Storybrooke, you have Lily. Since we're talking about Lily, she kind of approaches 
Emma and says, do you remember this necklace? And can you help me find my father? Again, doesn't mention Maleficent. Yeah, where's Maleficent? She's not even in Storybrooke anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, Not even in the diner eating with her daughter or anything like right. that. Okay, so I'll let that go. But this is where the writers are telling us, hey, next season is about Emma turning dark. And it's about where is um, Lily's father? Who is, who is Lily's father? Who is Lily's father? And that's the most important question because people are saying, well, maybe it's Merlin or it's, it has to be the author. It has to be Merlin. One of those two. They were, yeah. Well, that's my first thought because they're connecting it. In order to save Emma as the dark one, they have to find Merlin. And the apprentice says that. And at the same time, you get a thing of, hey, help me find my father. Uh, okay, so you have to find Merlin and her father. I'm thinking Merlin is the father. And I think that's a lot. Well, a lot of people are saying that same thing. Like, you know, there's a bunch of theories. Uh, is Merlin the father? King Arthur the father? Who's the father? And I think next season, it's going to queue up a whole new thing with Camelot, I think, with King Arthur and Lancelot mm-hmm. and the whole sword in the stone. So that's going to be an interesting season. But I just thought it was uh, the way they connected everything. I just loved it. And the way Emma becomes the dark one, right? So they try to save Rumple, And it's funny because in a way, did he get his happy ending? Because Emma becomes a dark one. They release the dark one from him. And remember the beginning, it was like Emma has to become dark in order for me to have my happy ending. Well, in the right. sense, she's now the dark one. So does he get his happy ending? I think he does. I think he's always, as much as he loved power, it always kept him from being happy. Mm -hmm. Somebody brought it up in this episode, and I can't quite quote exactly who, but they said that's that's the sad part about a villain. You may have the power, but you're never really happy. I think that was Isaac who said that. I thought. I'm not sure. Again, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint who, but they've they've said that's the downside. As much as you can, you can have the power. You always struggle to be truly happy because you want it. That happiness of having power just escalates kind of like a drug, right? You mm-hmm. know, you have this sense of drug and you need more and more and more. In the end, you just become depressed because you're hooked on it. Yeah. And it doesn't give you really what you want. Right. To have control and power over people doesn't mean you're, you're truly happy. Because mm-hmm. um, then you just know it's all fake and made up. Right. And I think Rumple. We saw this towards the end when his heart just started to turn dark, when it was starting to die out as charcoal, as somebody said once. Yeah. I think uh, Hook said that once. Yeah. But um, I've always said it, like, I think his true happy ending is to be free from the dark one, free of that type of control. And he finally got it, whether he was in the written form of the author writing him into Enchanted Forest, he's the light one, he's the savior, <laughs> I think that was some happiness, but I think this is truly his happiness to be free from that. And you have Belle who said, I'm always, I've always been here. You jerk. <laughs> yeah. I already had your happy ending. You've you just always had me. You just have, you've always been consumed with wanting control, wanting power, which has never really done you any good. I'm and pretty much saying, I'm happy that you finally see the truth and this is it. Mm-hmm. And they have their happy ending like you mentioned, I think the true to close and put a bow on it was that Emma became the evil one. Mm-hmm. And he's now relieved, which now he's kind of, he's very weak. Yeah, he's in a weakened state. He needs to be um, 
pretty much on life support for right now. Mm-hmm. He needs to be under observation. They need to take care of him. The apprentice put like some magic to preserve him just for now. So he's really weak. We probably will see a different, different rumple still skin coming in the fifth season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what a moment that you we thought, I think we all thought, oh my gosh, the dark one's going to get Regina. No, because that's what we've always wanted. We want to see Regina happy. And if she became the dark one, her happiness would be totaled, I think. And we, Oh, I was, if she became the dark one, I would have cried. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no. We've Wait. always thought, um, we've, I think a lot of people thought she would become the next evil one. Um, I did. I did think that. I didn't want that to happen. I'm glad it didn't go that way. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't want. To, I don't know if you want to touch on what happens with Emma next. But did you have anything else to? Uh, oh, let's back it up a little because I kind of jumped the gun. The game changer moment. Yeah, we're too excited about yeah. what happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we can't. I think it just revolves around this moment. Now we're brought to that moment where again we thought. It was going to be Regina. Mm-hmm. Regina, could you explain to me, because I didn't get this too well, why couldn't the darkness go into Regina so quickly? That's what I was trying to figure out. I There was a couple questions with that, because when it was released, why didn't it just go into the next closest body in in the shop? It was in The Apprentice, but then it was all a bunch of other bodies there. Instead, it went outside, almost as if it was looking for Regina. and. I think Emma says, because Robin's like, what is it doing to her? And then she's telling him it's trying to snuff out the light. Hmm. And I don't, I, that could be why it was having such a hard time going into her. It was going to take more time. It was going to take more time. Now, Regina had the dagger. Again, we see this great sacrifice. And I saw it on Twitter. I think you mentioned it. It was this right here is an act of true love with yeah. Regina and Emma. Yeah. And I completely agree. And you can see it. And she's like, you've worked too hard for a happy ending. You guys have figured out how to get the darkness out of me once. You can figure it out again. And she pretty much takes the sacrifice and becomes the dark one. Yeah. And you see the dagger fall. It says Emma Swan and season finale. <laughs> and that left me like, oh my <laughs> God, I can't wait for season five. Yeah. That was the game changer that, of all game changers in TV history for yes. 2015. <laughs> and like I said before, I'm so glad it wasn't Regina. And it gives more of a role for Emma. She's not just a savior. now. She is the savior. She's truly a savior she's now. She's truly a savior now. But you, even though she's the savior, there wasn't much story behind her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there wasn't a storyline revolving around her. There wasn't enough to support her that savior so now it's gonna really involve trying for them trying to figure out how to get that dark one out of her it goes with trying to find merlin first again with that too a couple questions now that she's the dark one what exactly will this entail since this is not in the enchanted forest this is in storybrook is she gonna be ugly like you know how how rumple is (laughs) does she have like um weird patchy skin what is she gonna look like um, also, what will the dark power be like inside of her with the savior power? Because that's a lot of light power in there. No, I think that's now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that um, the, that was what was going on to my question, because um, it went to the apprentice first. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it left because there was just too much light. 
he's he has too much of a good heart or I don't know. Is that why though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see that. So that's the big question. You know, what was the true uh, answer to that? But then it tries to go to Regina and it just couldn't happen. But the ultimate way to summons the dark one to oneself is through the dagger. Uh-huh. And I think that's an instant. Instant, like, you're coming in. You're yeah. in and I, I give up everything else that's me. Uh-huh. So at this point, she is the dark one. There is no more savior. She had the title of that, but there is no more um, goodness to her. It does. Because yeah. that's what happened with Rumpelstiltskin when he was in the Enchanted Forest. He decided to take the dark one away from the original dark one and into himself. Now he's he has no good left in him anymore. They'll have a conscience about things, but they would always want to crave to to make things better for themselves only right. and make people miserable. So I don't think there's going to be like 50 savior, 50% Well, darkness. I was just thinking, are they going to fight? Within, are they going to fight each other? Like the the savior power and the dark power, are they going to, or the darkness is going to consume all the light since? I think it's already consumed. Yeah. That's my thought. That's just my thought. And I guess I kind of answered my own question because I, you know, originally when it was with Regina, they were trying to snuff out all the light. Mm-hmm. Now that it's within her, it yeah, is. The yeah, the quickest it is way is yeah. to say, inject me. Here is my dagger. Well, then that goes with the question of now who's going to hold the dagger? Who should hold the dagger? Who should be in control of that? I think Henry should. I agree. He's probably the one with the most pure heart. The act of him breaking the quill right, was a strong stance of saying, you know what? I don't care how much power this has, but I'm not going to be a victim of what happened with Isaac. I will do what my job is, and that is just to record. So that act in itself says he has a true heart. He is the product of the savior. So I think if anybody else, it always has to be Henry because... In this past season, we've seen the Charmings flip. Yeah. They've been tempted in the past and they've been tempted in the present day to do to do things just in the sense of trying to protect, but really it hurts people. So, boom, they're disqualified in my end. And then you have Regina who has, she is becoming a hero in herself, but she's not perfect either. She's been tempted by evilness every now and then. Um, but... I don't know. I think the only person who qualifies, only, only person who qualifies is Henry. Because yeah. he, he's always shown to be, to have the benefit of others in his heart and be true to, to whoever you are. You know, I'm, I'm going to do what's right. And Hook, he, Hook as, as being in love with Emma doesn't really mean that he should be the one no. responsible for it. And I think with Henry, he would be the one, he wouldn't use the dagger to control her. No, only in any way, yeah. just to just just to protect it so that nobody can control her. Now I just thought of a funny thought. Well, not a funny thought, but I bet he wish he didn't break that quill. Now could he re- rewrite <laughs> something else and get that dark one out of her? <laughs> but that wouldn't be him no. again. So if he hadn't broken broken the quill, maybe he could have rewrote something. But again, would that really be him? And now you know we bring up Henry. He hasn't had that challenge. Is he going to be? Is he going to be more tempted now? Because his mom is the dark one. He wants to try to help her as much as he can. Yeah, I think him breaking the quill took a strong stance of, you know what, I, I can't change the story can't anymore. can't have that temptation. Nobody yeah. can have that power. Nobody has that power anymore. So he's taking that away. Now, if he takes a dagger, 
he's also he's a target now because he's a target yes. as the author. He's a target as now big target. Yeah, the person who will have the dagger. That's his mom. Mm-hmm. So I think Henry has a big spotlight on him now. But that brings a question: as Emma, as Emma becoming the dark one, how will she control people? What would be her evil doing? In Storybrooke. Yeah, that, there's so much, so many questions about her being the dark one. Because is, did, what did is she start manipulating and trying to toy with people's desires like Lily? Right. Her her, her mission now is to find her father. Now is she going to say, well, that comes with a price? <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't know that. We that That's going to be interesting to see how the dark power uh, is going to play out with, within her. Yeah. And... That was my, my other comment, too, is she agreed to help Lily find her father. And how, how, what's going to happen now? <laughs> She's going to find her father, but it comes with a price. Yeah. So, now, that, that brings another question now, too. You know how all those, those deals that Rumpelstiltskin made with people? Yeah. They always owed him something. And right. It was always something tragic. Does that just transfer to Emma, Emma now? Yeah. Is she going to go collect? <laughs> yeah. And you bring up Rumble. What's going to happen with Rumble? He has no power, no magic. He's just a normal guy now. Is the villain going to be out of him? I hope so. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things uh, with her becoming the Dark One, which is why I love this season finale. Where did she go? That's the question. Yeah, we, well, that's the thing. She you, just all takes you, off. All you see, well, you, we don't know if she takes off. All you see is the dagger fall. She could be standing right there. We don't know. Yeah. But... um. I don't, uh, I just can't wait. It's going to be a long four months or however, however many months it is to the new season. You know, what was always interesting with Rumpel. He was able to become the dark one, the, the evil Rumpelstiltskin, but he had a good balance of not always being in this rage of darkness. He always kind of kept his cool when he needed to talk to those who he needed to, because he always made, he tried to make alliances with Regina the whole time. Right. Yeah. Um. so, That'd be interesting to see, kind of like what we saw with Snow, right? She turned dark. Well, yeah. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't know. What's so going to happen? You, 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 we mentioned Rumple how he became the dark one. So the reason how, why he became the dark one is he wanted the power. Mm-hmm. Does that play a role in how he, how he is as the dark one? Now, in this instance, Emma sacrifices herself to become the dark one. Is that going to play a different role in how she, how, what kind of dark one she becomes? That's what I wonder too. Because there were two different reasons as to why they became the dark one. Yeah. Rumple did it for selfish reasons. He wanted power. He wanted power. He wanted revenge on everybody who, whatever, picked on and bullied him. Mm-hmm. Emma did it out of an act of, let's, yeah, I guess, true, true love. And she's trying to save Regina and try to save everybody else. We'll see if that even plays a role in how. And what type of a dark one she'll become. I think that Lily is going to uh, play a big part in helping Emma. Really? And helping release that dark one. I think so. Because, you know, she's got that dark power in her. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think she's going to play a big key, a big role into saving Emma. And she might have more of a desire to because she wants Emma to help her find her father. Yeah. That's interesting. And yeah. they are best friends. Well, they're not so much childhood best best friends. Childhood (laughs) best friends, and it was more of like let's let's uh, now Emma has somebody to to help herself and guide. Mm -hmm. But now I think it's maybe you're right. 
I think she plays a role. She's got to. She's in the story now. Yeah. <laughs> she has the dark savior power. So we'll see. Yeah. Will the light savior power go into her? What happened to all that light? And did it, you know, I, mean, I guess the darkness, the dark one sucked it all up. But do you think that now that Emma's the dark one, she's going to find a way to release Zelina and work with Zelina? No, please don't. I hate <laughs> Zelina so much. Yeah. I need her to be locked in there forever. Well, that's what they mentioned. They they don't show her in nope. Storybrooke, but um, they said, you know, how about Zelina? And, and Regina was like, well, she's still locked up. Oh, you bring up Zelina. I just but thought I think, she's going to try to steal that dagger. Ugh. Uh, to I don't, use it on I don't her. think so. I think it's going to be the other way around where if Emma truly does become a dark one and she comes um, just infected with the darkness... She's probably going to try to release. Oh God, I hope not. Zelina, but have Zelina, Zelina under, you know, her power to say, you know, it comes with a price. You well, want to um, be released. I, yeah, be released and pretty much be um, parading no. your child in front of the that. happiness of Regina no. and Robin. No, I hate that. And then knowing that, I think Zelina will try to get a hold of the dagger, knowing that Emma's now the dark one. So she can control her. Remember, she had the dagger yeah, to control Rumpel. true. So I don't want her. I want her locked up in there. Nobody get her out. <laughs> That's so true. That but, What was that? I season hate her three? so much. Was that season three when she mm-hmm. had complete season control? Season three. Yeah, season wow. three. So I don't want her. I don't want Emma to be going over there and trying to uh, make a deal with Zelina of all people. <laughs> no way. Hey, you never I I think it's totally possible. It is totally possible. And that'll make me so mad. Because <laughs> I don't want anybody but Henry to have that dagger because he'd keep her true at heart. Or true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great season finale. And you know, again, season five. So excited for it. And we got a lot of feedback that we gotta dive into. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and dive into it. And we'll start with uh Justina. Hi, this is Justina from Beyond Storybook. Wow, I don't even know where to start with this episode. That was awesome. I guess I'll start with a rating. I give this episode 10 out of 10 broken magical quills. There were so many things that I wanted to happen in this season that ended up happening here in the finale. Emma finally told Hook that she loved him and... I agree with you, Trina and Addie, that this flip-flopping that Robin Hood was doing with Regina was driving me crazy as well. But I am a Regina Robin Hood shipper. And now that I know that Marion is dead and the person that we thought was Marion was really Zelina, I am totally on board for a Robin Hood-Regina relationship. So I am glad that it is going that way. I'm really, really happy that Regina got to make a heroic heroic sacrifice that put the timeline right. I'm very happy that they have named Henry the next author because I believe him being the boy that possesses the heart of the truest believer is the perfect candidate for recording the stories. I just finished listening to the podcast that you guys did for the episode of Mother. And I think that besides being on her hero's journey, the other thing that made Regina not write Zelina out of the story is the fact that she is pregnant with Robin's baby. 
and the baby isn't innocent and she can't have a baby of her own. So there's no way that she would take the life of the innocent, even though you're right in saying that one of the hero's jobs is to get rid of villains and Selena is definitely a villain. So maybe after the baby is born, she may make a different decision regarding Zelina, but right now she won't hurt her for the baby's sake. I love the storyline getting flipped on its head and getting to see all of my favorite characters in different roles and having all these little Easter eggs put in for all of us that have been watching since the very first episode to see those types of little clues that are now flipped opposite because the world is turned upside down by this new book. Even Rumpel showed a moment of of heroism when he told Belle to warn the town that danger was coming because if Rumpelstiltskin the human dies, then the only thing in him would be the Dark One power animating him. There would be no human left in him. And Emma, a definition of a true savior. When she found that the darkness must be tied to a human in order to have any control over it via the dagger, she took the darkness into herself to save the town and everyone in it. She is a true savior. Thank you very much, Trina and Addie, for a wonderful season. And I can't wait to be back with you next year. I hope that you both come back. And I'm really enjoying the new spoiler section. So I am glad to hear that Karen is coming back as well. Because I do love that part. I think it's a nice addition. So thank you for all your hard work all season long. And have a magical summer. Now, Isn't that a pleasant surprise to have mm-hmm. Justina... Join us on the season finale here on this episode. Justina, we missed you. Yeah, we missed your voice message. We're glad to have you back. And we thank you so much as well for all the feedback you give us. too. Yeah, your yeah. support for listening to the show. And that goes for everybody. Yeah, thank you everybody for the support on the Facebook group, posting spoilers, posting, you know, little things and even your feedback. We love it. And we thank you so much. And I guess we could take this time to thank everybody for yeah. sticking with us through this season and we had a good time doing it. And this, no. this is not my first podcast, but this has been the funnest podcast for me to do when it comes to watching like a TV show and doing a fan podcast for it. And a major part of that is because of the feedback, the responses, the Facebook group. It's like a once family that goes on here. And it's just been really fun. But people like Justina, we have Chris, we have Eliana, we have Faith, everybody has made this such a wonderful podcast to do. So thank you so much for sticking with us from the beginning. Uh, this has been our first season to podcast and we're hoping there's a season five. Yes. Thank you so much. And obviously since this is the finale, we don't have a spoiler section, but that will be, you know, kept up in coming episodes. And Karen is always in our, in spirit, even yes. though she's not here. So Karen, this is also an extension to say thank you for joining us. We really Really love the new segment, as you can hear. Mm-hmm. People love the segment as well. So thank you. But let's jump right back into Justina's feedback. Yeah. So the first thing she, one of the things that I noticed that she said is, uh, 
Emma says, I love you to Hook. We forgot to mention all, all that. Yeah. Yeah. But she finally said it. And we thought that when she came back to Storybrooke and finally finds Hook that she was going to say it then. But she says it right before she becomes a dark one. So yeah, it was I, such a touching scene. Yeah. Because uh, as Justina pointed out, yes, she is the true savior. This is a act of saving mm-hmm. not only those that she loves, but saving somebody who's always deserved to be happy. Mm-hmm. And she does it but right before she does it. She says, I love you. And it, it's kind of hard to hear it because you have the wind and the sound yeah, effects first, going on. At first I thought she says, I have to, like, yeah. I have to do this. I have to. Right. And I decided to rewind it. Like She said, I love you. Mm-hmm. I missed that. And yeah, uh, okay, the flip-flopping with Robin Hood. Yeah, we. I, I agree. I like them together. But man, such a flip-flopper. I kind of wish um, they move on to somebody else. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, that's just me. That's, just, that's her true love. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were saying about Henry being the author. Yeah, he, he does. Ha- he is the has the heart of the truest believer. So definitely a good pick for the next author. And just to touch on the whole Regina Zelina thing, you make a very good point, Justina, about her not writing her out. It's because that baby isn't innocent. And I didn't catch that. I thought, here's your chance, write her off. But yes, the baby isn't innocent. And since Regina can't have a baby of her own, what is it for her to take away somebody else's baby? And that's Robin's baby, if you really think about it, it too. You know, right? So Yeah, I get that. Like that is a true heroic thing for her to do too. <laughs> do you think Regina will adopt? Not necessarily take away um the baby away from Zelina cuz that would be evil, mm-hmm. but pretty much adopt the child and the child becomes Robin and Regina's baby to to mother and and to care for because obviously Zelina's kind of evil or maybe the baby itself um turns it Zelina turns into I don't know. It's hard to see Zelina any kind of good because she doesn't show any kind of good. Right. Maybe like, she'll be know? jealous about people adoring her baby. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, who knows? But that is a good point. Maybe Regina would adopt or adopt the the daughter. But at the same time, I kind of have that thing. Well, that's Zelina's baby, too. Yeah. Like, that's not my own. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But then again, is she really pregnant? Some people are wondering that, too. Yeah. Some people hope she's lying, and I do too. <laughs> yeah. And one more thing that you mentioned, Justina, that I didn't catch was the whole Rumpel, his moment of heroics at the end, telling Belle to warn everybody that once the Dark One is released, it's going to be a, a big danger. I didn't catch that I, either. I thought he was just kind of uh, saying, you know, I'm dying. It's just, you know, the Dark One's going to be gone, just, or come out of me, just be careful, and, you know. Was Belle there? Yeah. She Belle. was there when um, Emma took the dagger. Was she there? I don't recall. Oh, her in being that there. scene outside? No. No. She, she was there. with Rumpel. No. Okay. She was not there. Okay. Henry wasn't even there, I don't think. No, Henry wasn't. Yeah. Which brings, oh my gosh, that brings up the question like, how is Henry going to react yeah. to that? Oh how my is, God. Henry loves his mother. And to see, like, oh my gosh, my mother's been taken away from me. She's the dark one now. I wonder how his reaction is going to be. Yeah. I think I'm hoping they open the season five with right where it's it left a off? scene. No, it's oh. just a scene with Henry finding out uh, and him having to just like be in that moment. Yeah. That's going to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's go on to Faith. All right. So Faith. We got first time from Faith here? Yeah, I think so. First time from Faith. Okay, here we go. 
Faith says, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sunday was the night of great endings. Yes, I agree. Revenge had a perfect series finale and once had a perfect season finale. Easily a 10 out of 10 flasks of goat milk. <laughs> Henry did not um, annoy me one bit this episode, and that is downright amazing. Either the writers are doing better or the actor is. I'm giving it to the writers. His role was perfect in this. <laughs> That's true. You and I always talk about how annoying Henry is. This episode, he's not. Right, he wasn't. So maybe he's growing up too. I don't know. Rumple as a white knight. Yes, I love that he didn't ask for more than just heroics and a happy family. He could have easily been a ruler of some kingdom. Belle in her signature color was perfect. Holy eyeshadow charming. The darkness looks good on you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same thing. Though it looks 10 times better on snow. The hair was perfect, but I wish the outfits had been completely different. She and Regina simply switching wardrobes was too easy. (laughs) I love her motivational speech with the dwarves and granny. 10 out of 10 (laughs) dark (laughs) dwarves. That's a good one, huh? 10 out of 10 dark dwarves was my other ratings choice. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Doc. She probably should have taken out Sleepy. How much can he help anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to see that Emma still remembered. I couldn't imagine Henry trying to explain himself again. Killian's alter self was adorable. The goat's milk, I literally laughed out loud. I absolutely loved he and Emma. She showed him more true affection here than I've ever seen her show on Storybrooke. That's right. That's very yeah. true. She's always been very guarded with her feelings and very, um, like they've always, yes, we had a feeling that they loved each other, but this has to be the most we've seen their love displayed. Yeah, and I think it. these are the moments that are starting to click like, oh, you know, this could be the end. And it starts to, she starts to realize all all these things. Like, I need to say I love you to this guy. Mm-hmm. So that was that was great. All right, Faith continues. Oh, and his epically bad sword handling in the background while Snow is threatening Emma was another LOL moment for me. <laughs> and then a very in a very Whedon way, they kill him moments later. I too was scared that that would stick. Thankfully, no. I'm with you too, Faith. But a lot of people have wished that Hook was dead and stayed dead. I wonder why. Did they not like Hook? Uh, I like Hook. I like Hook too. I I don't know. There's people who don't really like him and Emma together or don't really like him, but... I like them together. And I think as a character, he brings a lot of history back into Mm -hmm. the story of the past, uh, into Storybrooke or what we're watching. Right. All right. So Faith continues. I decided the author needed to die the moment Zelina popped into the tavern. (laughs) For the love of all, can she just go away? Yes, Yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> and seriously, it took Regina bleeding on the ground for Robin to step up. I'm disappointed in you, sir. I know, exactly. He was a again. coward to not leave her on the altar and, right. and go after. He's, you know, how, again, flip-floppy here. <laughs> and I don't, I just don't like him anymore. It's him but and he's his on, damn codes. He's, no, but how, how much of a code is that? That you're on the altar. You're about to say, I, uh, I do to the woman of your life. But then you're all, you're all looking at the door, checking out <laughs> Regina, making googly eyes like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah I'm right here. But yeah, what's up? Like, yeah. really? <laughs> oh, oh, Robin. I don't, Robin I don't like them <laughs> together. <laughs> all right. So fake oh, oh, can I just quickly say yeah. we forgot to bring up that Will was there the whole time. Oh, yeah. Does she well, bring nothing. this up? Somebody brings it up. I don't Anyways. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was best man, but he doesn't say a word. You no. just see him in the background. Eh. Yeah. Okay. 
So Faith goes on. I love, love, love that Regina became the savior. That was beautiful. Oh, I love it too. Rumpel's heart is pure now, purer than anyone else's in town, I believe. Well, maybe not Henry's. And after all that, he still gets his wish. Emma has gone the darkest of dark. I will definitely enjoy her as the big bad of next season. She was already powerful. Just imagine her with all that dark power as well. I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking bets that Merlin and Arthur have met Lily's father. Maybe in battle. There's no way those stories aren't tied to each other. I agree. Some way, somehow, it has to be tied. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think in Sword and Stone, there is a dragon. I don't know. I forget. I have to do my Disney history. Yeah. But. I think you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. But that that was Faith's. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you, Faith. And let's go on to... And I, I just want to say before we move on, uh-huh. um, I suggest if you haven't read Faith's uh, feedback in the Facebook group, totally go over there because um, there's a couple comments below that we won't get into on the show here. But yes, anybody that we mentioned on the feedback, I highly encourage you to first join the Facebook group to read their feedback and collaborate or just... Yeah, there's a lot of comments on everyone's feedback yeah. going back and forth, whether they agree or not. and. And more questions things. about things yeah. and their theories move going forward. It's, it's a lot of fun to read these things. All right, let's get into Eliana's feedback. My thoughts on, two hour, on the two-hour finale. Regina as Bandit Snow was fun with sass. Like how her and Robin Hood uh, met. It gave me feelings of reminiscence of Snow and Charming. Dark Snow was epic. You could tell Ginny Goodwin was having fun in the role. Dark Charming, I will always find you your majesty. Love the backstory that she was in love with the Charming Twin. Yes, I knew it, that Henry was the next author, but I thought the previous had to die become the, to become the new author. I think uh, they explained that, though, that because Isaac says the cardinal rule he broke was that the... Uh, he wrote himself a happy he, ending. Yeah, so... You're not supposed to do that. So that automatically disqualifies him mm. as the author, which is why Henry became the author. Eliana continues, Her- Henry really learned a lot from his family. So ha- happy Henry is not the only heart of the truest believer, but the author too. Hope we get to see him do more in season five. I think he's going to play a huge role Absolutely. going forward. Yeah, because now that he's the he's author. He's not a boy anymore. No. He is a, he, he's a, an adult character and you now. Can, and we even comment <laughs> on his height. They make him look shorter, but he's as tall as the guys on there, like Robin Hood and, yeah. and Hook. And we didn't, we didn't talk about this, but since we're talking about Henry now... Isn't it funny how in the Enchanted Forest, nobody mentioned his clothes? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, what I are you wearing? That. Yeah, like, what, what kind of garment is that? Right. And then you have... Um, Even Isaac's clothing, though. He's in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> but again, going back to Henry, he's he's as tall as Robin. It's just a matter of they always uh, clothe him in a lot of clothes to make him look like he's young and then the camera angles yeah. to make him look smaller but he's just as tall as them yeah he's really really tall if you notice from even season one mm-hmm. to now and it's funny you showed me a picture because he was on Mad Men and he was this little kid he yeah. looks so different I first knew him as an actor in Mad Men as, as Don Draper's little boy Yeah, but now he's Henry <laughs> <laughs> alright so Eleni goes on I was wondering what role Emma would play in Heroes and Villains I like that she was still herself and knew everything. I have to say she's really good with the sword fight between her and Rumpel. Not really a Captain Swan fan, but I have to say I like them more in the book than I do in the present. But it was cute that she told him she loved him after she copped out earlier. 
I'm so happy it wasn't true love's kiss that broke this story, but Regina's sacrifice did. Yep, there we go I again. Agree. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, the classic fairy tale is true love's kiss, but a lot of this stuff with Once Upon a Time, it's a different act of true love that um, gets a happy ending. Yeah, that helps the situation. Mm-hmm. Happy Lily will be staying in town to find out who her father is. Surprise Maleficent doesn't know, and it happened in dragon form. Wow. Uh, wow. But I wonder, will her father be the sorcerer, a.k.a. Merlin? Yeah, as everybody's taking bets that that might be the the father. The father. I didn't really want Emma to become the new dark one. Guess we can call her Dark Swan. Kind of wish the darkness tethered to everyone instead of to one person. Can't wait to see how they will find Merlin and save Emma. And then she has uh, guesses on who would play certain characters. Or who would play Merlin? Terry, Terry O'Quinn as Merlin. He played Locke on Lost. Mm. John Terry as Merlin. He played Christian Shepherd on Lost. Since they love casting actors from Lost, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they they worked closely with them. I never seen Lost, but I know who um, Terry O'Quinn is, and I think he would be perfect as Merlin. He looks like a Merlin. <laughs> he does look like a Merlin. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Eliana. Yes, thank uh, you, and again, again, thank you for always giving us your feedback during the season. Yes, and now on Chris. to Chris Tipton. All right, Chris, here we go. Wow, where to even begin with this one? Absolutely phenomenon. Definitely my favorite finale yet. I agree. I was kind of afraid of this just being a rehash of last year's finale, and they were just going to change the past again. After watching, those fears were definitely alleviated. Isaac changed everyone's future, which I liked, and this felt a lot more part of the story and not a standalone piece like last year. This was so, there was so much more here. I'll just go through the episode chronologically. Too much for a top five. <laughs> it was a relief to finally get the author's backstory. It felt like Agent Carter to me. Haha. <laughs> kind of funny that a bad boss sent him on, on his path. Evil isn't born, it's made, right? The apprentice in a suit was hilarious. Also, where's Scarsdale? <laughs> I was glad they explained why Isaac went back to Rumpel. He wanted his happy ending as well. Basically comfort and a publishing deal. I do wonder why couldn't he have just written this for himself when he got the ink? But details, details, I suppose. Exactly. Who did, why did he need to write everybody else's story? He could have just done it himself. Right. Like I wrote a, I wrote a, you know, story without changing anybody else's life. That's a good point. Right. He could have wrote heroes and villains and made himself famous without having to actually to change toy with everybody's these real characters. That is funny. That's good. That's a good, that's a good thought. Yeah. Okay. Chris continues, it was a relief to have it explained that the pen can only change a past it has created. So maybe Isaac didn't tamper with as much as we thought. I'm glad, sarcasm, that they drove the point home hard that no matter what, Neil's not coming back, not even in an alternate universe scenario. Did you notice that too? I noticed that. (laughs) They keep driving the idea you can't bring back the dead, you can't bring back the dead. So Neil is not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris goes on. So I guess after the author finished writing, it sucked all the magical people into the book and it gave Isaac a a successful book in our world. And it was nice to see Henry have a big role again and be the one to get him and Isaac into the book. Rumpel the Ogre Slayer who wields light magic. This was pretty sweet. And him saying, this has no price. How ironic. (laughs) When everything did come with a price. Right, right. It was very nice parallel to season one with Henry trying to get Regina to believe as opposed to him trying to get Emma to believe. Also, I can't be the only one who thought Bandit Regina was super hot. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was 
channeled I thought she channeled Bandit Snow very well. I agree. <laughs> totally agree. Absolutely agree. Dark Dwarves. This was hilarious. It was cool that they were still in Snow's service, just evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've always had, you know, Snow White and Seven Dwarves. Yeah. Now she's controlling them. <laughs> <laughs> the appearance of evil Snow. I never knew how badly I wanted this till I got it. Jenny Goodwin killed it in this role. Also that hair. So many punk band references can be made. <laughs> I will always find you, your majesty. Way to take one of my all-time favorite lines on this entire series. The revamped carriage theft scene was awesome. How cool was it to see Snow shove her hand in Regina's chest for once? <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> I love Robin Hood saving Regina. I was really expecting them to... Falling in love would be the way this whole thing got resolved until, of course, Zelina shows up and ruins everything for Regina again, even in an alternate realm. I do wonder, why was Robin the exact same as he was as usual, a hero? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> the AU didn't change The AU didn't change anything about his character. That's an interesting ob- observation, yeah. See, he was considered a hero even in his past story because... Even though he was um, robbing from the rich, he would give it to the poor. So he was seen as a good person, right? Right. But then in this story, he's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they uh, flip him? But then again, you know, even in his normal self, was stealing for the rich and giving to the poor, that's questionable about being, I mean, yeah, stealing being from the heroic, rich, being way. heroic. It was still, uh, he's stealing. Yeah. It's a villain thing. So that is weird and a good point. I never really caught that. He, They did write him the same way. Rapunzel Emma, title screen. Love this transition. <laughs> Rude author, you didn't tell you don't tell your host their water's murky, although it was just a ploy to get rid of Belle. Seeing Rumple act like a such a hero was jarring. It was actually pretty heartbreaking, Isaac telling Rumple the truth. It was a relief to see Rumple didn't remember anything of the truth. I kind of thought he might have. Same here. Poor Captain Hook. This new rea- reality was very thorough, even extending to Blackbeard a happy ending. That's right. <laughs> The scene with Emma in the tower was amazing. The kingdom of Kashyyyk and the Wookiee prisoner gag blew my mind. <laughs> I'm loving the all Star Wars references. It was a relief that Emma remembered everything. Lily being her guard made total sense. One thing though, for the fortress to be impenetrable, they broke in really easily. I thought CG Dragon Lily looked a lot better than last week, but still pretty bad. <laughs> Good old CG. Yeah. Hook having a bottle of goat's milk and being allergic to rum was hilarious. I couldn't believe Snow killed Doc. I suppose he's okay now, though. <laughs> <laughs> the scene of Killian's fake death. I was so afraid this would be permanent. It was absolutely devastating. I do hate that another death was reversed, but I really like Emma and Killian, and I didn't want it to end. So I think it was not, what, wasn't what was necessarily reversed. It's that that story wasn't real. Right. They were able so to ma- reverse the whole The whole doing. thing of what happened with, in there. Right. But they do remember when they go back to Storybrooke, which is funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Chris continues. Belle calling Rumple the light one was awesome, as was the alternate origin of Chip. That's right. You get the origin of the the teacup breaking. I can't believe they actually showed a shot of Will at the wedding. There you go. (laughs) There's the mention. But he still had no part in this episode. He's been such a waste. (laughs) So... (laughs) For the climactic scene of the AU, Rumple showing up with his trademark Deeries was chilling. I really thought they were going to go through with killing Regina at first. There was a great disturbance in the force as millions of fans cried out in terror. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Emma's right hook to Isaac's face. So Henry is the author now as predicted. 
I didn't even need ink, just Regina's blood to undo everything. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. She didn't, he didn't need ink. He just needed something to write. And who better than to take the blood of a savior in this story uh-huh. to take it as ink and write this, the new one. Absolutely. That was, that was a, a good twist to yes. the story. Yes. Chris continues, the scene between Emma and Hook in the loft was awesome. I just really wish Emma would have told him I love you there, but it made it that much more powerful when she did it in the ending. That's true. And I thought again at that scene, she was going to say it and she cops out. Yeah. I felt a little sympathy for Isaac when he explained himself to the Charmings. As we all know how sucky bad bosses can be. But I think he took it a little too far. Exactly. Maybe (laughs) go to HR, not become a terrorizing villain who toys with people's lives. Right? I'm like, (laughs) that was the one thing because you had a bad boss. I mean, shoot, everybody would be running around like a villain then. Totally. Chris goes on. I love The Apprentice being a mentor to Henry. Great to see Henry have so much maturity. But without the quill, how can he record anything? That's true. Hmm. And I just thought, well, probably with a normal pen. Just it doesn't have magic. You can write in the storybooks, storybooks still. I don't know. <laughs> Rumble. I, Rumbell. I guess this scene gives hope for them again, especially now that Rumple has a pure heart. If he ends up surviving, which we all know he will. Let the speculation begin on who Lily's father is. I really think it might be the dragon from season two. So now the ending. Holy cow, this was intense. I kind of wish the darkness would have stayed in The Apprentice. That would have been very interesting. Nice to finally find out that the sorcerer is Merlin and to hear about the origin of the actual dark one. I do wonder if Merlin is powerful enough to destroy the darkness, why didn't he just do that to begin with? Right? Yeah. (laughs) So Emma's the dark one. This was heartbreaking. I feel like Emma had so much development this episode. I felt like she was in such a good place with everyone. This is going to make season five very interesting. I wonder if Emma will be the big bad or the darkness in general. It's going to be a long four and a half months, y'all. What a finale. Easily 10 out of 10 bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for your feedback as well. And yeah. again, we, we love everyone's feedback. We love how thorough you are. And just hop on the Facebook group, share your feedback. And we will continue to share everybody's feedback on the show. There might be special episodes dropped within the summer if we get more news coming forward from Karen. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Or anything that comes, you know, the Storybrooke way. Uh, One thing I did want to touch on, and I think it's very important because it was a game changer and I think it's going to go forward. No matter how much development Emma has gone through and, and same thing with Regina and them. It was a true sacrifice, not only for the characters in this storyline, but also a true sacrifice for the writers themselves to put their number one, their all-star character into as a dark one. Like I think that in itself was a, a sacrifice to say Emma becomes a dark one because it saves once upon a time. I think it, it's become a little... Um, we've been craving something more out of their stories. We've been kind of uh, riding along with, yes, the show's good, but give us something really, really, really good to to keep us tuned into the show. And I think Emma becoming the dark one totally brought more umph to Once Upon a Time. And uh, once once the uh, season finale happened, I saw like Twitter and Facebook blowing up like, whoa. We did not see that coming. And as much as I was starting to dislike Once Upon a Time, I'm 100% back in for season five. And I think, yeah, 
Emma herself, the character is a, a true savior to the story and to, to the Once Upon a Time franchise. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people cannot wait for season five. Yeah. And are back on the bandwagon on the show. Yeah. This season alone, let's talk about the season in general. We got a lot. We got a lot from, yeah. from the creators, from the from the writers, the directors, the actors. We got a lot. And I think it was a great season overall. You had the Frozen story. Then you had Little Mermaid. We had uh, the other villains, uh, Corella. Yeah. You had Ursula. Maleficent comes back. Uh, We had Cora. A lot happened in this season. So I think we, what would you rate this overall season? Oh. I know it's hard, but. I would say a nine out of 10. Because there were some episodes and little things. I'm like, eh, but overall nine out of 10. I like to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, they've kept it together. It wasn't a dud season because there's some shows out there. You're like, why did you even put out a season? Yeah. <laughs> but this was a really good season overall. And the way they ended it, they ended it with a bang. As you mentioned, Trina, we've seen other season finales and they're nowhere near good. No. This ending. So overall, I think I give the whole season a, a nine out of 10. Uh, and I just can't wait to what happens going forward. We have a long four months ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. But. but- that's what we have the Facebook group for, right? Yeah. We can collaborate on there or um, just talk to each other. And maybe we create our own summer story. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody create one. Yeah. If you got a fanfic out there, what's going to happen or some kind of story you want to throw out there, we can make one and discuss it. And Maybe we start a thread where like we say opening story is this and then... Anything under that, you just start to put your input and we create our own story for the summer. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, thank you for listening, sticking with us throughout the season. We love doing this and we love hearing from you and we love the show. Thank you also to Golden Spiral Media. Absolutely. This show would not be possible without them. So please show your support by hitting the Patreon button over at goldenspiralmedia.com. Again, we wouldn't be here. Trina and I would not be here. Karen wouldn't be here if Golden Spiral Media did not exist. So thank you. So as Justina would say, have a magical summer. summer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>